0: Welcome to the Rotor grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Thursday. It's May 12th. It is 2021. Just kidding. It's 2022. We have some baseball. We got four-game early slate and a three-game main slate. Riding solo today because I just was going to break down both of these slates, and they're kind of small, so figured I would uh, just do it by myself today. We're just going to jump right in. We got the Mets at the Nationals, eight and a half total in this game. The Mets, a 155 favorites. Walker against Adon. We'll start here with Tajon Walker on the road going up against Washington. 15% K rate on the season for Walker. He's giving up a ton of hard contact. He is kind of cheap, but really he's faced the Phillies three times and the first time was okay the next two times was not great and that last time they just kind of teed off on him and I mean you see that a lot when you see pitchers face teams multiple times in a row and I mean even though it was over like a month period and he you know these guys saw him three times so don't know what to really expect here from Tajon Walker outside of the fact that he just hasn't been able to strike out a right-handed hitter, and that's kind of worrisome here. They do have a bunch of lefties in this lineup, and his strikeout rate against lefties has been a little bit better this year, but he's just giving up so much hard contact, so many fly balls. There isn't an excellent pitcher on this slate. You know, we'll talk about Luis Garcia when we get there, and even maybe even Josh Winder, but this is a rough slate for pitching this this four game early slate it's a rough rough pitching slate so uh, the other side of this game joan alden add on he has a twenty percent k rate on the season thirteen and a half percent walk rate x around six a lot of hard contact here to both sides of the plate a lot more against righties and lefties and He did throw 85 pitches in uh, four out of his, or five, five out of his first six starts here. So, I mean, that's beneficial on a slate with very limited pitching, but really only one good game this year. A lot of walks, he struggles with command. And I mean, that's going to be the biggest problem uh, against a Mets team. So looking at the Mets bats here, obviously they're in play. A lot of these teams, hitters-wise, are in play. Pete Alonso obviously stands out to me. Add on 48.4% hard hits against righties. His average hit distance is 287. So love Alonzo, like Marte, in this spot. If I'm looking at those two guys, I'll add Lindor, Nimo, maybe Dom Smith in there, who's cheap, Escobar. So don't mind the Mets here. They're definitely a team I'm looking at on this early slate. The other side, I mean, Tajon Walker is someone that's hittable here. So, I don't – obviously, Soto is someone that I love in this spot. Josh Bell. I don't know if I full stack this team, and I don't love playing Cesar Hernandez. So, I'm if I'm looking at, like, a third piece here, maybe um Yadiel Hernandez instead of Cesar Hernandez. And I don't – I mean, the boomstick, Nelson Cruz homered yesterday – Fourth home run on the season, two of his last four games. Maybe he's getting going here a little bit, but I'm still very, very, very interested to see how the next few weeks go for him and how the season in general goes for him. So up next, we got Oakland at Detroit taking on the Tigers, seven and a half total in this one. The Tigers are 120 favorites. Kaplan against Breeski. Looking at... James Kaplan first here. Obviously, it's the two worst teams in baseball this season against right-handed pitching. So, James Kaplan, he struggles with massive, massive, massive amount of walks. Um, If he could get his walks down, he would be someone that's very interesting. But, I I mean, he is – he's one of the better options on this slate. If we look at last year's numbers, the walk rate wasn't as big of an issue than, you know, in the first two starts this year. He threw 99 pitches last time out against Minnesota and this projected starting lineup this season has a 68 ISO 252 WOBA and a 25.3% K rate. So James Kaeperlin, someone that I really like in this spot and I think he's going to be popular, but it's a four game slate. I think you just get your pitchers you like and, you know, look elsewhere in bats on the Detroit side, Bo Brisky, Five pitch, five innings in each of his first three starts this year. He's someone else that's kind of struggled here with walks. He's had some tough matchups, though. He's faced the Dodgers, the Astros, um, you know, the Rockies in his first start of the season. So it's been a rough start to the year. It just the strikeout stuff, the swing and strike rate is just so low that I struggle here. He's a massive flyball guy. And while Oakland isn't the best offense in the league, I do think this is a spot that I'll probably stay away from here from Breeski. Um and I mean I, I don't mind the Oakland bats. Day game after a night game, it'd be interesting to see if Sean Murphy's in the lineup. But if he's out of the lineup, everyone in this lineup outside of Sean Murphy is under 4K. So definitely gonna be looking at Oakland to save some money here. Um Laureano, Kemp, um Brown, Jed Lowry, Seth Brown's three K. Really like that price for him. So um, and then if Kemp's batting leadoff, don't know if I want a full stack Oakland, they do have a bunch of flyball guys. I think the one thing that kind of stands out here is someone like Sheldon Noose, who is kind of a ground ball guy, getting a fly ball pitcher here that could really help him benefit in the spot. So maybe, you know, him batting second with a slow start this season is just someone to kind of look at in this matchup. So up next, we got Baltimore at St. Louis. No total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Keegan Aiken. Um, It's very questionable who's going to start here for St. Louis. I've seen multiple reports of Jordan Hicks or Wainwright. So it's tough, but I mean, Keegan Aiken is not someone I want to play here. Left-handed pitcher going up against a very, right-handed heavy offense um Aiken is someone that can strike out lefties but I think there's a good chance that he sees nine right-handed hitters in this St. Louis lineup today and the top of this order Goldschmidt, Arenado, um, O'Neal, Yepes, Edmund, all these guys can hit left-handed pitching so I'm gonna pass on Keegan Aiken today and I just don't know if he's gonna go deep into this game anyway he really hasn't thrown more than 45 pitches and it sounds like it's going to kind of be an opener situation. So uh Jordan Hicks is on the Hill here. He's another guy that's not really stretched out. I don't think he'll pitch too deep into the game. I think his upside's kind of limited in this spot if he's only going to get 70 pitches. So even on a four game slate, I'm going to look for upside elsewhere unless we do get uh, uh, them saying that like, we're going to see more pitches from him in this spot. So Baltimore bats, I mean, Mullins is 5,400. Mancini is 3,700. Dulu not mind that price for Mancini. My only problem with Mancini is he is more of a ground ball hitter facing a ground ball pitcher in Hicks. So um, that's worrisome a little bit. Santander is a big fly ball guy. So he could potentially take advantage of the ground ball pitcher here. Uh, and he is there 2,800, not a team that I'm going to stack in this spot. Um, And I mean, if it's Wayne, I really don't have any interest in Baltimore and I'll, I'll have some interest in, in Wayne, And then on the St. Louis side, you know, for the third straight day, I'm going back to the well here on the Cardinals, Edmund Goldschmidt, Arnado, Yepis, O'Neal, all these guys very much in play for me. Houston at Minnesota. This game has an eight and a half total. The Astros, a 130 favorite. We got Garcia against Winder. Luis Garcia, 9,200 here. Has thrown over six innings in three straight games. They let him go 91 pitches last time out against Detroit. It was his best start of the season. Nine strikeouts, one run, run, seven innings, like I mentioned. So, obviously, this is a spot. um, Assuming they leave this game on the slate because of the suspended game i would assume they leave this game on the slate but we'll have to see but yeah i mean garcia is obviously the guy that i'm the most interested outside of Caperlin. those are the two guys that i'm going to be pairing together on most of my lineups today garcia good strikeout stuff walk rates down um you know fly ball pitcher is the only thing that concerns me a little bit here you know buxton is a guy that you know can take advantage of this And Jose Miranda has been a a big time ground ball hitter since getting called up. So he could potentially benefit from this one, but overall, I like Garcia here. I think he's in a great spot. And the fact that they're going to be playing a suspended game in front of this game, I think it's always a bump to the pitchers. Josh Winder on the other side of this game. He's actually been, solid to start the year. He's had some good matchups. He's taken advantage of some strikeout teams thrown over 80 pitches in back to back games, over seven strikeouts in each of those games, 12.9% swinging strike rate, 25% K rate on the season, 5% walk rate, just a, a Houston team that doesn't strike out a lot. Um Large field tournaments. I, I definitely don't mind taking the risk on a, on a four game slate on a guy like Winder here. Um, He's shown that like he can put up big games. So definitely don't mind that. And then on the Houston bats side of things, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker are in play. I mean, Winders just he's been great, uh, not really getting blown up by lefties, generating um ground balls, using like the curveball change up fastball combination against lefties and just keeping them off balance. So I think it's it's stack or fade for houston i'm not i don't think i want one-offs or anything like that um so yeah minnesota bats i mean buxton is fine if he's in the lineup i mean he's kind of been someone's been banged up kepler 3700 he should potentially hit lead off in this spot um think that's kind of it here on this early slate let's um let's look at this look at this three game eight o'clock eastern slate here a little, a little bit better pitching some good teams on the slate so i figured i would talk about both games here we get started and and i mean with this slate i was shocked to not see either site kind of include some of these other games in it but whatever um Kansas City at Texas eight total in this game the Rangers are a 135 favorite we got Jonathan Heasley going up against Taylor hearn uh obviously Jonathan Heasley six starts in AAA this season 30 30 strikeouts in 26 innings um good walk rate whip under 1 you know, this is a guy that I think he made two or three starts last season. So we got to see him a a little bit last year. So, you know, when we look at last year's numbers on him, 10% strikeout rate, 5% walk rate and three starts really just massively struggled against righties and lefties gave up a ton of hard contact. So at 5,200, I know his AAA numbers have not been terrible, but I think this is a spot I'm going to pass. And then Hearn on the other side of this game, he's just someone that can get lefties out and struggles big time with righties. Unfortunately for him, in this spot, Kansas City is going to throw a lot of right-handed hitters, Witt, Perez, Dozier, Maryfield, Taylor. Um, you know, the only lefty that potentially is in here is probably Ben Attendee. So I'm going to pass on, on Hearn here. Kind of, It seems like he's kind of maxed out at about five innings and 90 pitches right now. So Kansas City bats, I mean, obviously, Sal Perez, Merrifield, Hunter Dozier, um, Bobby Wood Jr. All these guys are in play for me in the spots. Um, I'm sure you'll get a couple cheap Kansas City bats in the lineup as well. Don't mind that. And then on the Texas side, like I said, Heasley last year kind of struggled. Um, obviously, if Miller's hitting lead off, you can go Miller, Simeon, Seager here. Uh, don't mind that. You know, Seager, forty eight hundred. He's he's kind of priced up. Simeon though, thirty eight hundred. And you know how we talked about Brad Miller yesterday. They switched pitchers, but he's twenty six hundred in the spot. So definitely don't mind him. And if you want to add um, Garcia. I don't hate it. He's just – he's been struggling a little bit to start the year, so his price tag is a little iffy for me in this spot. Up next, we got the Yankees and the White Sox eight total in this game. The White Sox are 145 favorites. Um, Luis Gill going up against Dylan Seas in this one. So, Luis Gill, I don't think um, – It sounds like it's going to be like a temporary start for him. It doesn't sound like he's going to stay up. Uh, He's he's shown good strikeout stuff in the minors this year. We saw him last year. He he showed good strikeout stuff. He had a 29.5% strikeout rate last year, and I think it was four or five starts. Good strikeout stuff in minors this year. The White Sox lineup has been on the struggle bus this year. Um and, and I mean you got to give respect to the talent of this offense. But I mean if we're looking at the overall numbers, they're 26 this season in in WOBA against right-handed pitching. They still though the the problem that like playing pitchers against them is they have the second lowest strikeout rate in baseball, but they're 26 in WRC plus too. I actually don't hate taking tournament flyers on a three game slate here on Gill, just because I think most everybody in this, on this slate is going to be going with Dylan C's and Anderson. So I think if you want to get different on this three game slate, you know, you maybe play Lewis Gill here. I think he's the best of the rest. And we just don't, I, I mean, Zach Wheeler, COVID list, um, he really, I mean, he just got a couple extra days. So I don't think like we'll see too much here. So I mean, Zach Wheeler, or someone else will talk about the next game. As far as the bat, or I mean, Dylan C's, the other side, almost just skipped over Dylan C's 34% K rate this season, 15% swinging strike rate, just the highest ceiling on the slate, facing one of, if not the best offense on the slates. Um, the strikeout upside in the spots, it's there. You know, he's done it against the Dodgers or the Red Sox and Angels and Kansas City and Tampa. So, I mean, ceiling-wise, Dylan sees as the top pitcher on the slate. He's also going to be the chalkiest pitcher on the slate. So if you are wanting to get contrarian and just run out a Yankees contrarian stack, I don't hate that idea. But overall, I think this is a spot that, I'll play C's and probably not play the Yankees. So, Um, I mean, the White Sox here, young pitcher, like I said, you know, kind of looking at last year, high walk rate, big strikeout stuff. So, if you're wanting to play the White Sox, I think you stack them in this spot. You hope that he struggles with command, walks some guys, and you get to him early. White Sox, they're going to put the ball in play a lot. So stack or fade spot for me on the White Sox today. We got the last game here, Philadelphia at LA, taking on the Dodgers, eight total in this one. Dodgers are a 150 favorite. We got Zach Wheeler going up against Tyler Anderson. Obviously, Zach Wheeler, talent-wise, is right up there with Dylan Seas. Um, the problem for Zach Wheeler is just facing one of the best, if not the best, baseball lineups in baseball here, going up against the Dodgers. So it's tough for me to say fade him, but it's also tough for me to say play him. He has a 28% K rate since the start of last season. But if we look at just this year, it's 22.5%. He's really been struggling with left-handed hitters, fly balls, and hard contact. And, I mean, Muncie, Freeman, Bellinger, Gavin Lux probably in the lineup here. Good against righties, uh, you know. So he's going to put Trey Turner and Betts and Will Smith and Justin Turner to the test. But, I mean, where's the weakness in the lineup is is just the, the hardest part when facing the Dodgers. So if you want to get different and contrarian, and on a three-game slate, sure you could play Wheeler. Me personally, I'm looking at Anderson on the other side of this game. 24% Ks, five percent walk rate. If they leave Schwarber and Harper in there, and that's that's just this guy is so good against lefties. I know Bryce Harper is a great hitter. It, it's just this guy is so good against lefties. You know, obviously you got to worry about Hoskins and Castellanos, but there's so much so much strikeouts in this lineup that like i said i'm going anderson sees if i want to get different i think i'm going gill over wheel wheeler today as far as the bats go in this game if i am going to play any philly bats it's going to be real muto castellanos and and harper or um hoskins hoskins 3800 so i'm gonna play the righties i just it's tough to play the lefties in this spot just because tyler anderson so many ground balls the hard to soft contact ratio is negative six percent he's just not going to give up hard contact here to lefties so it's really tough for me to get schwarber and harper in there usually i'm like oh you could be contrarian and play the lefties i just if you're stacking them and you want to get uber contrarian um obviously you can just play the talent but I, i think this is a tough spot for these lefties and i mean the dodgers against wheeler it would be really interesting to see what their ownership is here. I think the chalky game, bats-wise, is, is likely going to be uh, the White Sox. But, I I, I mean, Texas-Kansas City, I think that game is going to be the highest total, obviously, in the slate. But I think that's where people are going to look at bats the most. So, you got to pay up for the Dodgers here. They're obviously expensive. But, I mean, Muncie, Bellinger, Will Smith, Justin Turner, they're all in this low 4K range. so. You, know, you get Freeman and Betts and Turner and then two of the 4K guys. I think the stack can kind of come together here. We don't have you know, two 10K pitchers that we're paying for. So I do think the Dodgers are in play. Tough matchup against Wheeler, but it's a three-game slate, so you're going to have to take some chances here. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday's podcast. I hope everyone has a fantastic Thursday. We'll be back Friday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. See you then.